Welcome to VPG's Virtual Water Cooler Chat Podcast, where we share lessons and stories of women professionals to help empower other women and expand a greater circle of influence so we walk our journey with those who understand and appreciate us. This episode of Virtual Water Cooler Chat is sponsored by Planet Depots. As a leader in the global court reporting industry, Planet Depots provides court reporting and litigation technology services throughout the U.S. and abroad to international law firms, worldwide corporations, and government entities. Led by court reporters and renowned industry experts, Planet Depots has extensive experience reporting complex matters around the globe, including arbitrations, trials, and depositions. At the forefront of litigation technology innovation, Planet Depots works closely with clients to implement case-winning tools, including remote depositions, streaming text and video, digital court reporting, and digital exhibits. Visit planetdepots.com to learn more and schedule your next legal proceeding. Today, we'll chat with Dr. Mandy Song about overcoming triple challenges. Dr. Song brings more than a decade's experience in patent practice, including patent prosecution, client counseling, patent portfolio management and transactions, patent litigation, and post-grant proceedings before the Patent Trial and Appeal Board of the United States Patent and Trademark Office. She is a founding and managing partner of Bayes PLLC in McLean, Virginia. Dr. Song received her BS in Electrical Engineering at Tsinghua University in China. Both her MS in Biomedical Engineering and her PhD in Electrical and Computer Engineering at Duke University, and her JD at Georgetown University Law Center. Oh, Mandy, how are you doing? I'm good. Hi, Ashley. Thank you so much for accepting our invitation on this virtual water cooler chat. I am so grateful that you said yes, and it's so good to actually see you after our chance of working together before. So. Without any delay, I am going to start with my first question. But we went went through your professional background, well, at least the cliff note versions of it. Would you mind sharing your cultural background or whatever that makes you Mandy? Yeah, sure. Um, So um, I was born in China um, and I was raised there um, and uh, I finished my college in China before I came over to the United States. And uh, that, that, that journey is full of challenges, as you could imagine, you know, from the East to the West, from uh, STEM, um, science, technology, engineering, uh, math background, where I studied uh, electrical, uh, electrical engineering um, in, for my college, for uh, even after college, when I came over here, um, um, I studied my PhD in electrical and computer engineering, um, but I decided to jump over to the legal profession. Um, so all those kind of transitions are uh, full of challenge. And I, and I think what makes me as Mandy is um, I'm always ready to start over <laughs> uh, to, to face new challenges. And at this point, you know what? Um, I feel comfortable about um, basically any any new stuff like I got it I I have a way to deal with new challenges 
um, nothing is too bad. Um, I, if I can uh, overcome the triple, uh, you know, uh, challenges, I, 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 I could do anything. So that kind of mindset is, um, I think, uniquely define me. Well, that's why we call your episode Overcoming the Triple Challenges. So thank you so much for that. Do you have any role model growing up? Because it's probably, I don't know, I guess stereotypically women in science, especially in China. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about how you kind of chose that path or journey? Yeah, I, I, I do have role models. Um, I I don't have one, just one role model. I have different role models for different stages of my life. And I, um, although I do read a lot of like biographies of uh, famous people, um, I I tend to choose role models who are close to me, at least uh, um, I would say reachable, right? Um, somebody I can could I could really uh, follow and 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 kind of feel that she or he is there. So growing up, I have role models like my teachers, my uh, uh, alum from my uh, university. Um, and coming over, you know, dean of of my engineering school at Duke University, um, and and currently, I think my role model is our new director of the USPTO. Um, so all all these people inspire me because at that particular stage, uh, there there are challenges I need to overcome, and 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 these people give me kind of. Uh, certain suggestions of past that I, that I could uh, overcome those challenges. Well, you sort of my role model too, because you went out and started your own law firm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I'm so glad to hear that. Actually, well, um, it's based right there. <laughs> yeah, talking about that, uh, I actually shared with uh, sh shared before that. Uh, my inspiration of starting a new law firm um, is actually coming from an online episode that I, I watched uh, th that was an interview of uh, Doug Henderson, um, Finnegan Henderson, Henderson, Mr. Henderson. Um, and, and he talked about how they founded Finnegan and how it grew from, you know, three people to uh, maybe like 35, and they were like, wow, you know, uh, we couldn't imagine that uh, we're already 35 uh, attorneys. And I said to myself, that's kind of the journey I wanted. Uh, uh, so so I just jumped on it. And I'm now I'm so glad that uh, my experience actually formed a part of your inspiration to, to start uh, a, such a wonderful uh, uh, company. Uh, that you're doing. You know, for me, it's a new challenge. I constantly looking for new challenges. Um, and, um, you know, now Bay is, uh, is a law firm that that is it's a minority owned, 100% minority owned and women women led law firm. And uh, I, I think we're very fortunate that we get to do the uh, exact practice that we wanted to do. Um, so um, it's a it's been a dream, and I'm I'm really glad that we had the gut to uh to do it. Well, I'm really glad that you had the gut to do it too. Now, being a lawyer, you know, lawyers and business owners, they don't necessarily always share the same traits. 
And sometimes, especially under that standing financially, when you just work as a lawyer, as a working attorney, it's very different from running your own business. So there's a lot of leadership um, principles that you have to integrate. And theory and practice, sometimes it works very differently. So what are some of the major challenges that you have to overcome? Being a practicing attorney, but also a, a woman leading a patent law firm. Yeah, the legal industry is very, very different. Um, it almost requires, you know, in order to be successful in in the in our industry, um, almost require you to be a good attorney, um, but also a good businessman or businesswoman. Um, and and uh, interestingly, you know, at law school, we only learned the legal part, uh, never the business part, right? But I I think uh, you know, running a law firm, um, the foundation is still the legal practice. You do have to be a good attorney um, in order to have a successful uh, uh, practice. I mean, a, a successful law firm. Um, but on top of that, you know, it's just a lot of learning on your feet. Uh, you know, I remember when we started Bayes uh, five years ago, everything other than our own practice is new. We got to learn payroll, we got to learn tax, we got to learn uh, marketing, uh, you know, everything that we kind of assumed when we were practicing in, in, on the bigger platform is now our own responsibility. Um, but it just, I guess, use uh, use a bit of your, uh, your common business sense, um, but then uh, ready to learn uh, um, everything, um, pick them up and adapt them into uh, in a way that fits your own practice, um, then then you're good to go. I, I'm gonna, you know, go ahead and say it. It's hard to uh, start a new business as you probably uh, uh, experience now, um, but it's not too hard and, and we can figure it out. Well, I think the, the major difference is that you do have partners that you share with. For me, <laughs> when I started, I guess I wasn't thinking about scaling the business because I just wanted to have some wellness. You know, I just wanted, to, I just kind of wanted to do something completely different, but I'm still serving the legal industry. So somehow, you know, I'm a very ambitious person, I'm driven. And um, I don't know that I'm really competitive with others, but I'm very competitive with myself. So I just keep setting goals higher and higher. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know where it was going, but my business now is at three years. And I congratulations on yours being five, because that's usually a really good mark. So congratulations. Um, and I think that for me, it's a little bit lonely at times, even though I do have team members that I consult with. But in terms of like financial and I come from the legal industry. So I do have a little bit inherent conflict is between being risk averse versus nothing venture, nothing gain. Because that later principle is what really will help you scale your business. If you don't look at failures as failures, you're going to have to try versus like 
legal principles is that basically, okay, have we done all of our contract? Has everything, is it everything ironclad? You know, so I found that as being most challenging, not having too many people, which is why it's very important for me to have mentors. So I had mentors helping me, like understanding what's going on and, you know, know your worth, don't accept just any business that come your way, not the first one, but things that are actually in alignment with your business values. So those are the things that, as I was listening to you, I just wanted to share with you about the journey that I had. Yeah, yeah, that, that's wonderful. And, you know, congratulations on uh, getting over the three-year mark. That's significant. <laughs> yes, <laughs> going on to five. <laughs> How do you view the current women empowerment movement across industries? And um, what would you like to see happen besides greater representation of women practitioners in the legal industry? Yeah, um, so... Uh, I, I cheer for those uh, movements and uh, whenever I can, I help out, participate. And I think it's um, uh, the key is to change people's mindsets. It, it's that, really that stereotype, um, stereotype that, you know, women are less capable in STEM uh, or uh, women are less, less uh, uh, achieved in, uh, in the legal industry. Um, those are stereotypes that that's not necessarily true. So creating programs that could uh, help help women to get to the same standard, um, same level of practice, that's great. Um, uh, but on the other hand, uh, we we don't necessarily need a lower standard. So, you know, if, if <laughs> I- No, um, we don't. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I appreciate the um, effort sometimes to recognize us as women and, and try to, try to uh, really kind of give a path when one doesn't really deserve one. Um, I, I think that that doesn't help as, well as um, if you keep the same standards, but uh, giving help uh, when necessary to help us, help the group get to that standard. So um, with that, I, I think, you know, the PTO, for example, has great programs nowadays uh, helping uh, women entrepreneurs uh, and you know, getting to know the patent system, how they protect innovations, and those are those are great tours to give, so that uh, they can eventually get to the same standard, uh, maybe uh, to their to their male counterparts. Um, the same as there are programs um, at the PTAB, for example, and uh, uh, some courts uh, who give women practitioner, women attorneys, more uh, opportunity to, to uh, do stand, uh, you know, stand up arguments. Um, those, are, those are great, just, uh, you know, help us to gain more experience. I think, you know, most of the time, um, keep the same standard. Uh, we can get to, get to that, uh, not necessarily in the same way, but, uh, 
we could get to that uh, um, in our own way. And sometimes I, you know, I, I tend to kind of use a metaphor for it. Like, you know, you have a destination, right? And um, um, your friends might get to the destination uh, in, in one path and you might take a different path. But as long as you can get to it, it doesn't really matter what path you, you take. And, and to me, I, I think the, the key to diversity and you know, women being part of the diversity um, is to really respect each other um, and respect that different people coming from different cultural backgrounds would have different ways to solve the same problem. Um, but as long as they could uh, solve the problem, it doesn't really matter what approach they take. I think that's the key to, to diversity. And um, from what I've seen um, in a lot of law firms, for example, promote diversity um, by you know, recruiting people from different backgrounds. Um, but internally, they may still require or encourage people to think the way that others think. Um, and you know they 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 would guide you to travel the same path they think would they think would work and lead to the destination. But I think that's that is diversity, but that's not it's still not getting to the key of the diversity. You have to if 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 you could truly respect people could take their own path to the same destination. I think that's true diversity. I think sometimes peer pressure and group think are the major obstacles to um, diversity, true diversity, I mean, DEI, right? And I think one of the reasons why I actually decided to start this podcast, <laughs> got some free time, but I had the virtual water cooler chat previous year, but not as a podcast. It was as a webinar or just chat with like executive coaches, you know, brand strategists. And that was mostly during the pandemic when I was thinking, oh, no, people don't have time to go and go to the pantry and talk among like the water cooler. I didn't want to call it. I mean, there's like IP cafe and then there's like a whole bunch of other stuff. I'm like, maybe I'll just go with a wellness theme. So I just did a virtual water cooler chat. And then sometime late November of last year, I decided I actually interviewed a brand strategist. Uh, we had a virtual water cooler chat and that was the last episode of sort of like a webinar converting into um, the podcast format where they do a bunch of research and I'm a small startup. So a lot of this is pretty 100% funded by myself, you know, and my hard-earned money. And, you know, we do have some sponsors, but for the most part, it has been amazing to grow my team. And when I look for guests to interview, I for, for right now, I'm really just focusing on giving a platform for women to talk and voice their opinion. And there's stories and I don't think that especially in STEM there's not enough of those I mean obviously you could go to like the major conferences and hear people talk and they would be very knowledgeable in sharing their expertise in their fields 
But what is missing, in my opinion, is that how do we actually get there? Stories are great in terms of being source of inspiration to other women and also other other groups of um, that falls into the diversity you know categories. So that's the reason why I wanted to do this virtual water cooler chat. Now you know the background of this. <laughs> what does Mandy do for fun? Uh, what did I do for fun? Um, I read a lot. Um, I watch uh, movies. Uh, the I mean the good ones. Um, a lot of documentaries. I I like to uh, watch those with my kids. I love to travel. Um, we actually visited Switzerland. You probably know uh, last summer for like almost uh, three weeks. Um, wow. And we plan to go to Tahiti with the kids uh, this year, and uh, New Zealand later this year too. So uh, yeah, uh, I right. <laughs> travel and just explore and uh, visit new places. Perfect. What are some of the key lessons learned that you would like to share with our audience? So, you know, part of overcoming the challenges, I, I think the key is really listen to yourself, keep your own vision. And, um, you know, I, I wouldn't say ignore the doubts. You would listen to the doubts. But the important thing is why they doubt, like um, really see if there's something, some constructive suggestion there in, in the doubt. Don't doubt yourself just because there are doubts. You know, in China, uh, students are were actually uh, divided into uh, the STEM track uh, and non-STEM track in high school, right? Okay. So the, the STEM track is going to, you know, apply to universities and then study study uh, science and, and, and in engineering. And um, typically, you know, the suggestion, if you're a girl, you probably want to pick the non-STEM track because STEM is challenging. Um, but, you know, I, I, I know I like STEM, um, so I, 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 I pick the STEM track. Uh, less than 20% were actually girls on that um, STEM track. But I did well. I um, I worked hard and and uh, uh, got to the top of my class, top one actually. Um, so I got uh, invited to uh, uh, to join uh, Tsinghua University. That's MIT in uh, China. Uh, if you're not familiar with the name, um, without, with without having, <laughs> yeah, without having to apply. So I got admitted uh, automatically uh, to Tsinghua, and that's that's considered honor. Uh, um, especially for girls, um, and 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 at Tsinghua again, you know, I was um, my class was uh, less than fifteen percent women, um, um, but uh, you know I didn't let that scare me. Um, I I think if you can get into the that class, that just means you're as good as your uh, male counterparts, uh, male you know classmates. Um, so. Again, I worked hard and I, I graduated top of the class. Um, and, you know, coming, coming here, uh, you know, getting into the legal industry, it is, it is challenging. Um, but if you have that vision and you have that confidence in yourself, it's just a matter of figuring out how you adapt uh, into this new environment, right? So, um, you know, when I, when I joined Finnegan right after uh, my PhD degree, it, it is a totally different uh, industry. Um, it, it think differently because as a as a 
engineer or scientist, it's it's a world of black and white, right or wrong, right? But legal industry is very different. It's gray. It's just, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's different shades of gray, right? Mm -hmm. And your your uh, job is uh, is trying to argue that that shade of gray is more white or more black, depending on which side you are. So it's a very different uh, thinking style, but um, you can figure it out. I just basically observe um, and I think about why, and then I uh, learn and uh, adapt. And soon, uh, you know, you will feel that uh, the partners recognize your uh, progress, the, the clients actually giving, uh, start to give you acknowledgements uh, or, you know, they, they, they would send you uh, messages and say, you're doing a great job. So then, you know, uh, then you're doing the right thing. You're on the right track. So I, I think keep your, keep, uh, you know, if there's uh, one suggestion that I would give to my uh, fellow women colleagues, um, keep your own vision, um, keep your own um, destination, but you get to choose how you get there. Um, there are going to be doubts. Um, people would say that's not the right way to go. Look, you know, I've, I've got established the past here. Um, you know, why, why don't you, why don't you uh, walk uh, this way? Um, don't let that get in your way. And, and I, I think it, you know, don't even, I don't even argue that which way is better. I do it and, 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 uh, and, the sh and the show it. Um, once you actually uh, get it done and get it done just as well, then you get to come back and explain to people why my path worked as well. So that's been my, uh, my, my, my story. Um, as you could imagine, when I decided to uh, start a new firm, there were uh, friendly doubts. You know, I've, I've got a device against it, um, but I, I, I know my own vision. Um, I know that I could learn. Um, so I went ahead to do it. Now that five years passed, I, I can start to share uh, stories uh, about how, how we made it work. Um, and I, you know, I, I will continue to share, share uh, our stories, our you know, experience and uh, lessons that we learn along the path. And I think that's, that's very rewarding. To piggyback off of uh, what you said in terms of having your own vision, I think. So I, not that I have that many, that much spare time anymore, but I really enjoy writing. And I started writing like short stories. And I published my own book and um, it's basically turning my team into like a bunch of animals. And we call this um, the Sanctuary P-Tap Village. And one of the things, so we, I'm working on the second, the sequel now. <laughs> it's called Collaborating in Competitive Ecosystems. And one of the chapter, when you said about your own, your, basically your vision and trust your vision, one of the chapters that it just comes so naturally is called Own Your Truth. And like you, when I first started, especially coming as a staff, you know, I was non-attorney and going into business, supporting attorneys as a virtual business right before COVID, 
And I did not COVID, did not know COVID was going to happen. <laughs> I did it three months before. And so many people advised me against it. And I usually, I don't know what came over me. I think part of it is that, so my dad passed in 2017. And I continued to work and just sort of ignore a lot of signs that I needed to do something different. But then at some point, I think timing is so important. And at some point, I just thought that it's time. So I prep. Because right? I work with attorneys, of course I prep. So I sort of like prep myself to, you know, to make sure that this is really not just flimsy decision. And I don't usually make flimsy decision, but I needed to know because it's a huge financial risk for me to be going on on going off on my own. And I had no idea how this was going to turn out. I figured, hey, I'm going to be in basement by myself. How you know, I just need to pay the mortgage. It'll be fine. But it started scaling, and that became a little bit scary. And usually, when I, I think year one and year two, I was much more eager to please, accepting clients as they come. But then, you know, I, I talked to someone who is actually he's the branding strategist, and um. His name is Sasha Strauss. And I've taken that advice much more seriously is that you have to be careful about what client you take on because it's liability. It's your time and it's money. You can kind of make it back, but it's your time and it's your reputation. So those are the things that struggling from being a people pleaser most of my life supporting attorneys and that's why I mean you don't become outstanding all years by not being people pleasing you know but now it's like switching that role being you know supporting like leading practitioners and then becoming a business owner leading your team and none of them really are part of your company because most of our uh, most of my team are freelancers but actually all of them except for me so that conflict and it's like the truth sometimes have to be stretched so many different ways. And you have doubts that sometimes it's like you just don't know exactly who to consult with because a lot of it is confidential. So you don't consult with anyone. Mm -hmm. So you're just trying to figure it out. And the final thing that I wanted to like basically, because I'm I'm Chinese from Hong Kong, been in the state forever, but Part of it is like a lot of time I used to not really trust my gut decision. And I think it comes from being like a pa patriarchal society. You know, my dad would tell me what to do. I was like, no, this is not right. And then my mom would be like arguing with my dad and, you know, all these things. But like trusting my own decision and when people are telling you what to do, I like what you said. You don't even have to argue because it's their opinion, not yours. It's your life, not theirs. Exactly. So I think that I'm just really glad that we had this chat because, you know, it's very inspirational. And I hope that you had just as much fun as I did. Yeah, so. yeah. And I do want to let, you know, let you know. 
that um, you and I work on uh, work uh, together for so many years on so, so many cases. And and back then, I knew you as the hardworking, you know, most reliable case manager, Ashley. But after you started uh, VPG, I see a I see a different person. I, I think, you know, there's so many talents of you that I didn't know before. So, um, you know, your, uh, your, you know, capability of, uh, of uh, doing all these social media uh, programs and, you know, kind of just putting people together and the work as a business owner, you know, those, those were unknown before, and now you unleash them beautifully. And I think that's a, that's a great thing to, um, as a, you know, listening to yourself. And as you said, it's your life. Uh, you get to live the way that you want. Oh, thank you so much, Betty. That was really, really like, I don't know. I'm just grateful you totally made my day. So I'm really glad that we had our chat. Well, thank you again for coming on the show. Um, if our audience would like to find you, how do they get a hold of you? Right. Uh, by email, you know, uh, uh, mandy.son at bayes.law. We're lucky to get that domain name uh, anyways, law, to indicate that we're a law firm. Uh, but we also have an office in uh, Northern Virginia, the D.C. metropolitan area, right, in Tyson's. So for those who are local, um, stop by. We can grab lunch uh, and, and chat. I love to chat with uh, all different people, and including you, Ashley, if you, uh, if you are. This is not too far. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, let's get together. Oh.